0: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Doward, and Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, and is available from the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode three. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. All right, you guys are all at the Wentworth Club having high tea, uh, talking about what you did yesterday or did, did earlier today.
1: Well, I think that the best thing for us to do is to go and talk to the head of the museum and just be honest with him.
2: Yeah, we, we, I think we're going about things a little bit cockeyed here now we should come up with an idea like what do we want to get from him at the museum when we set up this meeting? We can't just go in and start asking a bunch of random questions. We need to, you know, he's a professional. We need to come at him with a series of questions and expect a series of answers. Well,
3: this is why I'm hoping that uh, we can find a helpful intermediary because just to point out, in addition to Uh, engaging in somewhat uh, awkward and unorthodox behavior at the museum today. We're fundamentally saying uh, an acquaintance was murdered. We have a rare artifact that we're not giving you. And we want you to tell us what was stolen because we have some theories. I don't think that sounds entirely well hinged. Um, So... The next time a servant comes by, uh, you know, I don't know if they have waitresses and waiters at tea at the Wentworth Club, but I will ask uh, Yeah, I'm sure that there are servants that uh, Yeah, messengers bring. and all yeah. sorts of staff. I'll ask um, if Mr. Sykes has a minute uh, <clears throat> to yeah. to it's, visit us with us. Alright, so he's, he's
0: always available. He's in and out. He pretty much runs the uh, the staff he's also been there the
2: longest he's the head butler and, and before we we get mr sykes also um I, I think maybe we should go to the police officers or the scotland yard and find out what exactly happened to the body if it was defaced let's see if we can glean any more information before we go to the museum interview maybe if we have a little more to go on you don't, you, don't, you see where i'm getting at. Yeah, so I'm hoping that Sykes can
3: also help us uh, find some connection to the yard. Right. Uh, Again, you know, it's a substantial club. We don't know everyone. uh, And there must be uh, a detective with the coldest leanings that we can inquire with.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. More upfront and honest approach.
3: Yes, we are gentlemen after
2: all. Felix, Doepius, any ideas on 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 this?
4: Well, I don't feel that all of us need to go at once to meet up with someone at the museum. It almost feel like a like a like a ganging up of such. But um, you know, I'd I'd really like to go talk to uh, Detective Partridge and ask about the Gloss, uh, Mr. Glossop.
1: Well, and... I have not made a fool with the police department yet, so I think I can go with him to talk to the police department.
2: All right.
3: Well, well it's, it's pushing six or something in the evening. Right. I know we we came back to the club around five, so I don't know that you'll find anyone in the yard right now. Talking to the public.
0: Excuse me, sir. One of the
3: serving boys said that you wanted to speak with me. Ah, uh, Sykes. Very capital of you to, of you to come so quickly. Um, we have... Uh, following the um, sad occasion of the memorial, uh, entered into a somewhat curious situation uh, and wonder if any of our fellow members can help us, can facilitate conversation, if you will, with anyone at New Scotland Yard or the British Museum. Hmm.
0: Well, of course, there are are members of the Windworth Club that uh, are also part of the British Museum I should think so yes um, oh first one that comes to mind is mr. Uh, Ilwyn Munden uh, he I don't know if you do you know him sir no not not by name uh, well you can sometimes find him up on the top floor uh, in one of the uh, the, the um, lounges very good uh, thank you has small glasses Pinceness.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Um, As far as Scotland Yard, so uh, we haven't had much dealing with Scotland Yard, and I'm not sure of any of the, uh, the members that have. Mm. Um, I'm sure that somebody's friends with them, but I don't know that piece that.
3: I would think they would be a barrister or some such that would at least uh, have a working acquaintance. If anything comes to mind, um, you know, of course, uh, you can... Uh, of course, give me a message. I'm also wondering. You know, I haven't seen Theodore since the, um, you know, sad event, and I'm slightly concerned. Do you know if he's uh, come by or had any messages?
0: Uh, I have not heard from Mister.
3: Uh, uh, all the names. <laughs> I couldn't remember either. That's why I went with Theodore. Mister. Raven Price. Raven Price. Yes. Um. um. Do uh, if you'll uh, leave a message for uh, him in his box. I tell him I'd like to hear from him when he gets Certainly back. So. Certainly, thank you. Thank you as always. Be...
0: Anything else, sir? Sorry?
3: No. All I right. I heard someone.
0: Uh, good day, gentlemen.
3: If you need thank anything, you very much, all right. So should we um, see if this Mr. Munden is on the top floor and is wearing his pants? nez Yeah, he might be there. But it's worth checking out. Any okay. other pressing business? Anyone uh, have a beverage to finish? A cigar? Nope. All right, uh, who's going
0: upstairs, everybody?
1: No, I will stay downstairs.
4: I'll hang out with Theophilus.
0: Okay. Um, So, Cyrus and Reginald, you go upstairs. And it doesn't take you long. You have to look in a couple of the lounges. But uh, sitting uh, in a far corner uh, next to a a lamp uh, and reading a small book is a tall, thin rail-thin fellow. Uh, His hair is black, uh, short-cropped, but kind of a little wild, uh, unkempt maybe. Uh, He wears pince-nez, and as you approach, uh, you realize that you can't quite see his eyes, because the light in the room sort of reflects off of these little discs on his nose, and just gives this illusion of white, blank whiteness there, and he seems to be engrossed in the book.
3: Is he alone in this lounge? Uh, there's somebody else sitting over there, sipping coffee or tea or something. Right, but not in not in conversational mode. Right. Um. Oh, well, nothing like it. Um. I'm terribly sorry. Would you be Mr. Munden? Yes. What can uh, I do for you? It's a great pleasure to meet you. My name is Reginald Harcourt. Um, I uh, don't wish to impose if you're occupied.
0: No, of course not.
3: What can I do for you? Very kind. Um, uh, we've had a. Sorry, this is uh, Cyrus Finley of the. Uh, very Former good.
2: colony. Oh, you pleasure are to make pleasure to make your claims. Yes, Alabama-born and bred. Uh, Mr. Sykes is.
3: Uh, I requested uh, that Mr. Sykes uh, advised me whether anyone uh, who was a member here was also attached in some way to the British Museum, and he thought of your name. Is he is he quite correct in that?
0: Oh, yes, yes. I, uh, I often haunt the halls of the British
3: Museum. I know quite a few members of the staff. Excellent. Well, uh, it has come to our attention. We're, uh, we're engaged in a sort of,
2: uh, what would you call it, Cyrus? Uh, uh, investigation.
3: Mm, yes, um, of the amateur theatrical sort. Uh, and it has come to our attention that there has been a theft from the Near Eastern, Near East uh, section of the museum. It's I been theft. kept under the wraps. Hmm.
0: Well, I wouldn't be so surprised, though. No? You know, there's quite a few people who work there that, you know, might occasionally take an object or two. It's uh, for their own private collections. I mean, the British. After all, they have thousands and thousands and thousands of items, and very
3: few of them are actually on display. Who would miss them? Mm, Uh, It's true. We understand even that a great uh, uh, body of works are not even cataloged currently.
0: Well, that's not surprising. I mean, you have to have experts to do that sort of work, and how many experts are there working at the British Museum? There's quite a few, of course, but. Uh, what should, uh, uh, it's, it's highly unlikely that a very prominent piece would be stolen without being noticed, but I also imagine that, uh, things get moved around in this place all the time. Uh, what sort of piece was it that was, uh, that's, gone dis- that's disappeared?
3: Well, we're curious because uh, there's a, a statuette of the uh, Sumerian god Nabu ah. that uh, seems to be the source of some intrigue. Hmm. Uh, and we wonder if there are related pieces that are part of the uh, the crime in question. Hmm. And this, this statue has
0: gone missing, eh?
3: The... Uh, Statuette of Naboo that we're familiar with um, was in the uh, private collection of our our dear departed member. Uh, And it's a very unusual piece. And we wonder if it's part of a collection of pieces that have attracted the attention of some uh, nefarious individual or group.
0: Hmm. Well, that's a very interesting question. I would suggest, I have a friend who works there. He's a One of the uh, uh, curators. Uh, Patrick Longdon. Longdon, you said? Yes. L-O-N-G-T-O-N, Longdon. Uh, nice chap, friendly, busy, takes his takes his job very seriously. Uh, he would be he would be quite distressed if he discovered that something was missing. However, I don't think that he would be surprised either. And mm. uh, there is, in fact, a black market for that sort of stuff.
3: Hmm. Do you know, I've been a, a small collector for some time, but I've never actually acquired any piece on the black market. Do hmm. they have a...
0: Where does one find the black market?
3: Where, indeed, Whitechapel, I assume.
0: Possibly. Possibly some of these antiques dealers
3: out here are selling stuff. Well, that would be an interesting area. Uh, if in fact the recent theft has already moved things onto the into the public realm, although I'm actually more concerned about uh, collectors with uh, stranger motives than that. Mm. Um, so uh, might I have a card uh, to present to Mr. Longton in case. Uh, oh, course, Present myself appropriately. He hands you one of his business, his cards. It's not really okay.
0: a business card; it's just a personal personal concern, and i am one as well he's like well you know there's some that would say that uh, if it weren't for private collections some of this stuff would just rot away in the dark somewhere Um, people who collect such things are obsessed with their collections they're going to keep them in the correct environment and study them and that's not always the case at the British Museum. I mean, they do their best, but they literally have tens of thousands of objects to take care of.
3: Well, it's true. It's one thing to catalog a piece and another thing to love it. Indeed. And uh, also, you know, the excitement of a dig, the excitement of discovery itself is quite a different thing than oh, okay. piles of dusty relics at a basement. You can, you can
0: count on the fact that... Uh, those who do those sort of diggings, you know, like uh, Campbell, uh, probably keep a great deal of their own finds, at least the ones that they find most interesting.
3: Yes, a- it's a pity for science in general, but it's human nature to be somewhat acquisitive.
0: Did I mean to say Campbell? Yeah, yeah. Re- no, I, I met Reginald Campbell Thomas, Thompson. The archae, the famous archaeologist.
3: Do you uh, are you a collector at all yourself?
0: Not really. More a collector of knowledge and old books and things.
3: Uh, and you're familiar with this Nabu figure? Not really. I, I'm familiar with a
0: Sumerian deity. Uh, I'm not really into that sort of uh I'm not really into the this uh Samaritan, the Sumerian uh mythologies.
3: Hmm. Probably your, um, uh, I know a little
0: bit more perhaps about the Egyptian stuff, but oh. that's only because of Carter's recent interest.
3: I believe that uh, that uh Naboo, uh was uh received by the Egyptians uh as a deity, at least in some corners. Oh, well, was he? Hmm. Interesting. One of the one of the minor cities in the Greek era.
0: No, most of the uh most of the stuff I like is uh, the Greek and the uh the Latin uh texts from the fourteenth and fifteenth century. Hmm. And he shows you what he's reading and it's just it's something you've probably seen on the shelf here. I d I don't have a name, but the uh Malalis monstorum
5: or some some name. <laughs>
3: Sounds worse than it is. <laughs> uh, well, Mr. Uh, London, I do appreciate this uh, open-handedness. Uh, well, if infinity, I need
0: any further help, please don't hesitate to ask. I'm always yeah. interested in a little sleuthing, as you say.
2: Would, would it be too forward to ask maybe if you got in touch with uh, Mr. Uh, Langdon's secretary and said we'd be dropping by at some point?
0: Oh, I don't know how I would do. That. I would go there. Is how I would contact him. I, I just know him.
2: No need you for that. that. Just ask
0: at the desk, and uh, if he's there, they'll they'll direct you to where to find him.
2: Thank you very kindly. Yes,
0: yes I'm most appreciative. Well, thank you very much. And he uh, do a psychology role.
3: Oh, well I rolled a twelve, but I have a ten. Is it worth two luck points? No. Okay. <laughs> well, it's close enough. I'll just tell
0: you that you 12. you you get the distinct impression from this guy that you have intrigued him. He is suddenly extremely interested and uh that could be a good thing or maybe a little not so good thing. We'll find out. Very good. All right. Um, Felix and Theophilus, what are you guys doing downstairs?
4: Just finishing off a fine club sandwich and sipping what's left of my, my drink. Um, I'm sure Theophilus and I have Been having some fantastic conversation over snacks and drink and discussing uh, our soon to be voyage to the
0: Detective Partridge. Detective Partridge. Okay.
4: If I remember correctly, Theophilus, was I, am I incorrect in that or? Correct. Fantastic.
0: All right, well, after 20 or so minutes, uh, you notice your friends coming back down the stairs. One of them is just a headless shoulder.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> How did it go?
2: I think it went fairly well. He uh, gave us a card of a gentleman to speak to at the museum. That should get us at least... The opportunity to, to make amends for our last baffle yes we have we have a
3: we have an introduction have a card a name um, and uh, 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 Mr. Munden thinks of uh his uh friend there as someone who will take the notion of a theft quite seriously, which is I think of value very good then. He also mentioned that um, items, uh, in his impression, items uh, do not infrequently depart the British Museum, especially when there are large lots of things that are not well cataloged, and that those items appear in the black market. I wonder if we should make some discreet inquiries in that direction. He didn't have any idea, or so he claimed, about where to find Uh, items of that nature, but it does seem promising.
1: Well, if one wants to find the black market, one would have to look most likely in Whitechapel.
2: That was my first instinct. There are a lot of fakes floating around the uh, antique shops, too, so. Yes, I'm As experienced
3: as I am in my minor way, I don't know that I could distinguish uh, a falsely aged artifact
2: from a real one. Yeah, I'm not too too, uh, too good at that either. Even then though,
3: you know, uh, finding where the sellers and buyers are might be of interest.
2: I think that's one possible lead, definitely. At least something to look into. It's a thought.
0: So, what would you guys like to do next? Felix and Theophilus, are you going to... Oh, it's evening, so... What Does the get police like?
4: station close?
0: No, but you might not find the off. Well, you might find the office. We
1: don't know if he works day or night.
3: Actually, you know, uh, since you're speculating about that out loud, I, it might be the case that there are two detectives because one was on duty when the crime occurred, and another is on the other shift, so they can constantly be looking at things. I actually, you know, I, I certainly don't know how Scotland knows about its business.
0: Well, but, if, um, go ahead and do an idea roll. De-
2: you- I was going to say the two detectives are on different cases. Right, yeah, okay. You don't have to do any role. (laughs) Um, Marcus uh, Brinslow was on excuse me, was on uh, Bright Bluffstones? No, no. Brightman. Brightman's. And then Partridge was on um, The Museum. There you go. Yeah,
3: so they're probably even in different departments. Homicide
2: versus uh, theft. well, they're both homicides. Oh, true. I, don't, I mean, would you call the yard? Would that be something? Or would you have to go there in person?
1: I'd imagine you'd have to go there in person. Because if you call, you're just going to get dispatch. And they're going to want to know what you want. And so it's like, you might have a better chance at talking to the detective by just showing up.
2: Well, I I mean, just calling and saying it's it has to do with such and such case. What time would he be in for me to contact him? That's what I'm talking about. Not a not discussing anything on an open line. Just setting a meeting point. Yeah, I suppose and, we can do that. Yeah, uh, and I think that does make sense. I do
3: wonder though, um, what what it is that we have. To say about the nature of our interest? For example, well, are we going to mention that we have an artifact that the providence of which is uncertain?
1: I wouldn't mention that to the police.
2: Well, with, right. with Brightman, uh, we could say we're both from the Wentworth Club. We're looking into what happened with him, you know, and just see where that gets us. As far as the other case, I think maybe we should speak with the. The gentleman at the museum find out what we can, then contact Partridge, who's handling the museum case. After we glean some information,
1: that makes sense.
2: Uh, informationally, I
3: don't remember. Did we speak to a member of Glossop's family, or
0: mm. someone no. else
3: related to him? Okay.
1: No. I no. said, has a wife
0: I, and children, but you only read that in the newspaper.
1: And all I said was we should go by and talk to them, but it was kind of frowned upon, so we left it at that. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Felix, shall we wait till morning?
4: That's fine. We'll wait till the morning. That's perfectly perfectly all right. We can get a fresh start then.
0: Okay. Did you want to make a phone call?
4: Sure. I'll call up the uh, police station and and see if, by chance, the guy might be there. Who knows?
0: Well, you do find out that both gentlemen are working on cases currently. Uh, they aren't in the department. Uh, however, they should both be there tomorrow in the morning, b- okay. before noon.
4: Okay. All right. Well, I guess we will... Uh... Says they'll be there tomorrow before noon, so let's plan on doing it then. Okay. All right. Good deal. Thank you. Or,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: yep. There we go.
0: That's the, one. the way they used to hang up phones back then. You know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. So, what, are you going to do anything else this evening?
1: Smoke my cigar.
2: Would there be antique shops open in the area after six?
1: No, I'd imagine
2: probably not.
4: Did. Okay. Even if they were doing some kind of shady dealings with sweet relics.
0: Well, then they might be. But yeah.
2: Just just
0: a thought.
4: It's you, already
2: to know. you
0: already know that sweet relics is in kind of a shady neighborhood. I wouldn't want to be walking around there in the dark
1: at night. Would I have any insight as an antiquarian to where one might find the black market Gonna deal with them in the past
0: well have you <laughs> say yes do it do an intelligence
4: role <laughs> actually being that i have financed and made loans to many many businesses i made it,
1: it i made it just like to despair okay.
0: The black market isn't really a place. The black market is contacts. You have to find somebody who knows somebody.
1: Well, yeah. Can,
0: who can, and, and, the, and the trades are all done, you know, in back rooms and things like that. Uh, of course. Uh, I'm,
1: I mean, do I know an in to the black market?
0: Not, I mean, you don't really have a a a, a, familiar, a familiarity with it. Otherwise, we would, you know, cut out half the game. (laughs) Um, However, I mean, you can imagine, you know, you talk to certain people, you want to find out how you can acquire a certain object and what it would cost. And if they know anything, they're going to send you in a direction that'll get you closer and closer to it.
3: I wonder if there's something like... um, uh uh, uh uh ad column in a paper that people would recognize as a place where subtle inquiries were made and answered by dubious sorts i mean everything would be in print at this point i i think you know so the equivalent in you know in new york 10 years ago was the you know the back pages of the village voice for all prostitution ads um and everyone knew it, and it was a free paper, and it was just a thing. Um, uh, what, are the, what are the personal ads called that are not personals? There's a no name Class- for this.
0: Classified? No. Classified Class- ads. Classified. Classified. Yeah.
3: And, and people also put notices in papers. You can pay to put notices, even on the front page of major papers. They were just Class- short lines. So I think we could try an inquiry. Of that nature, if we, you know, and and just going to the library here and looking at some of the London dailies, I bet there is some classified notices that might be a way to start.
2: Agreed. When when I was back in Egypt, there would be young boys on the street who would sell the stuff right to the tourists on the street, and then it would go through customs and whatever, you know, or you know. Hidden in their suitcases and stuff. Oh my god! But I'm assuming those young boys were running it for the you know other older rings or black market dealers or whatnot. But they would be right on the street selling it, and then they'd pick when the police would come around, they'd just pick pick up their few items and run, scatter.
3: All right. Yes, I'm I'm going to arrange, uh, I'd like to look at the library and um, choose a paper of high enough social status that they might be dealing in black market goods, but low enough that they'll publish, you know, a a line item that I devise um, along the line of, well, I'll read some to get an impression, but something like... uh, Sumeria's, Sumer's loss is my game. Um, looking for, looking for new items. Okay. Respond number 65, remember,
0: remember. It's about this time that you notice that Vadim comes walking in.
3: Vadim, working uh, well.
5: Greetings, greetings.
3: I have a little bit of good news. We have- uh, Yes. We have an introduction to someone at the museum. Uh, good, to, good. To remember. Um, so I'm going to uh, drop by and discuss things with him tomorrow. And welcome, of course,
2: to come along.
5: Good. I would I would like to come along to see. Yes.
2: Now, uh, Reginald, thinking about that, I have a feeling that the gentleman, Patrick Longdon, is the fellow I made an arse of myself with yesterday. It won't so, be. It won't be? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Disregard that last statement. You'll never, yes. ever
0: meet that guy again. Just for the
3: game's sake. All right. Uh, and um, the fellow that we spoke to who has a connection to the museum suggested that we might look to the black market to see if there's any indication of Sumerian objects turning up. So I've placed an advertisement, and we'll see whether any
2: fish bite I think that's a very smart idea. Good eat. Kind of you both.
0: All right. But at this point, are you going to all retire for the evening? Go home?
3: I. The only thing I'd like to do if it I did is... I forget anything. <laughs> the only thing I'd like to do, if it is doable at this hour, which again is not certain, I'd like to get something like... Uh, uh, air dry clay. I'd like to make a cast of the figurine, especially its bottom, and I'll do it tonight if, if I can, and if I can't, I'll wait till tomorrow and bring it to the, to the club.
0: Okay. I don't know if there's any such thing as air dry clay at this point in time. There's definitely clay. hmm You know, artist supplies. There's... Right.
3: I don't know if artist supplies are going to be open in London in 1921 at 7 o'clock or
0: no but do a luck roll and maybe you know
3: a a friend who's an artist 85 I'll be sleeping next to that thing again tonight (laughs) (laughs) without clay you could always
4: just wrap it in paper mache it'll be dry by morning and then you just peel it off and stick it back together you'd have a nice little paper mache version of it
3: it's awfully sticky don't you think It won't be once it dries. No, just my hands wrapping it up. I'm not going to do that.
4: Messy. You can't make an omelet without breaking some legs. Eggs. Or legs. (laughs) It's a hell of an omelet.
3: Whose legs? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I I rolled an 85. I forgot how lucky I was. I've got an 87. So I do know somebody.
0: Okay. You have a friend. um, Uh... Uh, Gérard de Pantaloon, who uh, has some uh, uh, clay, uh, he lives across
3: the street from you. Okay, that works. I'm very lucky. <laughs> All right. Uh, so so I, yeah, know. I'd like to. I'd like to model the thing. I'd like to make a mold of the thing.
0: Okay. I would like you to do a power Forty-six for eighty
3: fine. And not special, okay. but fine.
0: The more you hold it and look at it, the creepier it looks. It, it, it You're not having any kind of weird magical feeling, but it, it, it definitely is. It's creepy.
3: Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, is it the case that it doesn't seem like the god is emerging beautifully through a former shell but instead erupting violently out of a person
0: kind of yeah. yeah and there's something that it's you know the, the version that I made was really kind of detailed but there's something primitive about it that it's 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 not it's not depicting real life it's depicting something iconographically and there's just something symbolic and creepy and weird about it and that, that symbol on the bottom that's not uniform just it, it's an anomaly that
3: that bothers you yeah that's why I need I need to be I don't want to take keep this thing safe because it's priceless um, right. but I strongly feel like that symbol should be identified and responded to all right
2: uh, what's everybody else doing before bed? Not much, but I do want to make it a habit of going through a bunch of newspapers every morning and every night, just for any, not sitting there reading articles, skimming stuff, looking for anything unusual, anything that catches my eye. Okay. You know, like an hour, hour and a half before bed, sipping some coffee, smoking a cigar.
0: Okay. You don't find anything.
2: I just want to you you know if i forget to say it but i want to make that a daily habit right now okay
5: i'm doing something similar with uh going through my meager library of occult uh knowledge and and tomes and stuff that, uh see if there's anything that pops out that uh may have a regards to what we're we're doing with uh even legend wise occult wise anything uh regarding samaria uh and uh, mesopotamia and uh and uh stuff like uh stuff like curses and uh stuff that uh would be related i don't figure i'll have like you know detailed stuff but maybe something that could could lead me on a path
0: well definitely the sumerians the babylonians believed in magic and there's a lot of people that think that all that magic was lost at some point and uh And that it was real, but uh, all cultures say that. So you're not really learning anything new that you don't already know. Okay. Felix, what are you doing this evening?
4: I believe I'm just going to retire. Okay. It's been a long, embarrassing day being found in a place I shouldn't have been. And now (laughs) I just want to sleep it off and wake up tomorrow and do better things.
0: Okay. All right, so you all return home. You all go uh, to do whatever you're going to do, and then you go to sleep. Uh, Reginald. You drift off to sleep, and you at first you find it a little difficult to... Uh, to go to sleep because you're involved in something that's very strange. And suddenly you find yourself standing on the top of a small sandy hill and you're looking out into the desert and it goes off in all directions as far as you can see. And the sky above you is cloudy and, uh, an angry sort of sky, and it starts to rain. Except that you immediately realize that it's raining blood. And uh, that's not the worst of it. The worst of it is that the the sand is turning red, and the, 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 the hills, the dunes, the sand dunes, and everything are starting to move like waves of the ocean and you find yourself on a small little piece of land in an ocean of blood. And that's about the time you wake up with a start, and you can do a sanity roll.
3: 68... strangely, and it, it seemed to have a Sam. It should be the same as your pal. Right, so I passed. Okay. So, just, yeah, it usually marks automatically, I thought.
0: Just do a, a point of uh, of sanity loss. Yes. Uh, and you're very disturbed.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, am I uh, fancy enough to have somebody in house? I think I probably am. My... Uh. Perhaps it's somebody who comes in. That makes sense. That makes sense. No one to ring for. So I have to stumble up and boil some coffee myself. Um, I'm going to, the first thing I'm going to do is go and open the safe and see that the thing is still there. Yes, it's still there. Um, How do I feel about that? (laughs) Next. Is there a safe at the club? Um yeah, there probably would be a safe at the club. I'm I'm gonna leave it. I'm not gonna take it, but I'm gonna discuss it with the others uh, whether or not even the thing is giving me the creeps. I'll take it. We'll discuss this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you you uh you all get up. Uh, I assume you're all gonna meet somewhere,
5: yeah, at the club
0: the club all right, so you're you're meeting at the club, you've had your breakfast you're you're all talking. What do you guys want to say?
5: Reginald, you're looking a little bit rough around the edges, as they say, uh, something happened to you,
3: oh, you know, I am. Um
0: i uh, i slept poorly mm.
3: um,
0: and unlike normal dreams, this one keeps vividly popping back into your mind
3: uh, uh, yes um my sleep was disturbed um in a in a fashion with which i'm unfamiliar mm. um, i did succeed in uh casting the the figurine in, in clay uh, so that we can take, most importantly, the base with a strange symbol or writing on it to the museum. But I think I want it out of my house. Do you think it'd be safe here?
5: Mm. I mean,
1: I'd be questioning, there's just too many people in the club that we do not know.
5: Yeah, I agree. So-
3: And, uh, you know, a a wealthy man uh, was murdered in his own home, perhaps for this object. Hmm. Which means that in a public place, it might be terribly easy to acquire. No one knows that I have it except for us. What about
2: uh, a bank, like a major bank? Oh, that's... There are vaults at the Bank of England. I'm sure Felix... Felix would probably know the most secure bank in London.
5: Bank of England, no Felix?
2: Bank of England is a fine bank that shouldn't have any problem holding on to it for you. And and they won't know what you're putting in. You go yeah. into the private room to put your, you know,
4: very confidential.
2: All of that is true.
3: Yes, I think that's worth considering. Although, uh, it's at home for now and,
2: you know, I'm sure I'll be fine. It's. All of it's very well. Ah. Being that somebody, like you said, somebody was murdered over it, it might just be for your best interest to, to put it somewhere. And it's only the five of us. Well, it might just be that someone was murdered, or
3: at least one person was murdered. That is, you know, makes me so anxious for no reason. I don't want to be, you know, preposterous. But yes, after the museum, I think I might go home and. Redeposited it somewhere farther from my bin pillows.
5: I, I would be, I would be, uh, having someone with you when you go, at least one other person in case if something goes wrong, I would be more than happy to join you if, uh, no one else, uh, had the obligation.
3: I appreciate it. Um, in the meantime,
5: uh, I, uh,
3: Felix and Theophilus, you plan to visit uh, Scotland Yard today. Yes, and and I plan to visit the British Museum and our, our new friend, Mister Longton. Uh, who? Anyone care to come with me?
5: I will. Will like come? I will go wherever I am needed. Um, I will. I will be happy to accompany you, Reginald.
3: You're good. I don't think three of us will alarm the gentleman too much, do you?
5: No,
2: I don't think so.
5: As long as we keep it uh, straight, as they say, I think we'll be fine.
3: I mean, you know, we have a, we have the card of mutual acquaintance to assure him that we are not merely uh, peculiar people skulking around behind the walls. Nothing personal feelings.
0: All right. Let's uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Let's do the police first. Okay. Okay. Just a 2nd
1: do to do that part.
0: All right. Uh, you arrive at the uh, police at uh, Scotland Yard. Uh, you walk through the front door. There is a, uh, a number of reception people. You have to wait in line a little bit, but not long. And uh, there is a gentleman behind the desk. Yes, sir. What can I do for you?
4: Yes. Is there uh, Detective
0: Partridge? We're here to see Detective Partridge, please. Uh, Detective Partridge. Yes, I do believe he's here. Um, What's this concerning?
4: It's concerning a uh, a case he's working on over at the British Museum. uh, A murder case.
0: Uh, what's the name of the person who was murdered?
4: Uh, the Glossop, Mr. Glossop. All
0: right. uh, just have a seat there for a moment. Uh, and uh, a note goes back. And after maybe five or six minutes, um, a gentleman comes up front. Um, he is like the quintessential uh, perfect policeman. He is in a pristine uniform, his little mustache is perfectly formed. his He looks like he freshly scrubbed like five minutes ago. Um, he stands tall and, and straight. And he says, uh, gentlemen, uh, please come with me. Yes, sir. And he takes you in and has you set in front of his desk. Uh... uh I was uh, my name is Detective uh, Weston Partridge, uh, and I was told that you have some information on the Glossop case.
4: Actually, no. We had questions regarding the Glossop case.:
0: Ah. And uh, may I ask why you are inquiring into the Glossop case?
4: We're with the club that he was a part of, and more just a bit of curiosity on our part. To make sure that we are safe
0: so you're friends you're not relatives not relatives well and you say you're with the Wentworth Club yes which Archie was not a part of but uh I know I know what you're saying (laughs) that's Lord Brightman's part of the club uh he says well uh We don't usually discuss these sort of things. Uh, You did read the newspapers. Um, I am sorry, sir. I just want to make sure that this is not just idle curiosity.
4: It's not so much idle curiosity as we, we're afraid that it might be connected to him. I misspoke. Glossop was not a member of our club, but he was tied in with the same interest that a member of our club was tied with, a uh, Mr. Brightman. And we're starting to believe that they may be connected. So, for our the Lord security, Lord case.
0: Yes, I see. Uh, I'm not working that case, but oh, of uh, course
4: not. Of course not.
0: Um, I must ask, sir, you're not with the the press?
4: No, absolutely not.
0: Well, I'm not. Uh, I, what what is it that you know and? Uh, And I will tell you what I know.
4: We know little more that's written than what's written in the papers. We've read the stories that have been, that have been put out. But other than that, we're, we're really just starting to dip into this. We were hoping you could give us maybe a, a little, shed a little light on some of the parts that uh, really piqued our curiosity. There was a rumor that, uh, strange carvings were put into the body and it was somewhat mutilated.
0: Well, let me tell you this. Uh, on the In the early hours of Wednesday, the 8th of July, 1925, uh, the culprit is believed to have entered via a service store near the Assyrian collection. Uh, in the antiquities uh, section of the museum, it's believed that Mr. Glossop, uh, who is an assistant curator, Uh, he had been working late and that he had confronted the interloper. There was a struggle and Mr. Glossop was killed. Um, The assailant, whoever he was, seemed to ransack the area uh, looking for something, uh, possibly just stealing stuff, Uh, and that he uh, that they escaped with uh, an, uh, an item um, there were no witnesses, and the body was discovered in the morning by the security guards. Um, police surgeon has given the cause of death as uh, severe blunt trauma to the head. Um, uh, we do know that the Assyrian collection has suffered from a series of minor thefts in the, in the past. Um, there is probably no way for us to determine... Who the assailants were. Uh, the motive appears to be theft, and uh, I can provide you with Glossop's uh, home address if that's what you, if you would like that.
4: You said an item was taken.
0: Uh, yes. Identified. What item was it, Was taken? Uh, it was a large um, bust. Of uh, a of uh, an ancient Assyrian deity um, it 's it's believed by, uh, by myself and a few others that there must have been at least two assailants as the uh, the piece would have been rather heavy.
4: Is it a heavy stone?
0: yes, stone Hmm. And that's about all we know. It's very unlikely that we're going to find out who did it. It's a terrible tragedy. Now, as far as...
4: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: As far as the Brightman case, I believe that's uh, Brinslow working on that one.
4: Excellent. Do you happen to know who the bust was of or just...
0: Oh, let's see if I have that information here. Uh, the Assyrian deity called Nabu. Nabu, hmm. yes, that's what's written here. Naboo, uh, Nabu. Oh, Nabu. Huh.
4: Have to look that up and see exactly what that is. But that's an interesting bust, Theophilus. Did you have any questions, or uh, no? Is, anything else is, there, is
0: there anything that you know that uh, you can add to this?
4: Actually, I think you uh, added added a bit to what we had what we had known.
0: Well, uh, so please, if you find out anything more, Mike. I have a rather large caseload, and he points to a bunch of things on his desk, and he's like. Uh, since there's very little chance that we can with the evidence that, that there's nothing that we can do to find out who this is, if you can find out information, we'd appreciate the information if you give it to us.
4: Do you have a business card can I
0: just Scotland Yard just yeah just any any old calls call Scotland Yard and have him have patch you to me, or maybe he writes down the phone number for his his desk I don't know if each okay. person had a de- had a phone on their desk back then.
4: Well, we'll leave you to your to your caseload, sir. I appreciate your time.
0: Thank you. Just the way out. Off we go. Okay.
4: Back to the back to the front door. So, uh, Theocles, what uh, what do you think we should do now?
1: Good question. Well,
4: we could go to the other caps, huh? yeah i mean while we, we we're making uh, we rounds running
1: into we keep running into this naboo and we've pretty much found out all we need all we can find on that we need to find out how this is you know how this plays out with what's going on
4: yeah. well we could always let's take one more trip we can uh see here the other is the other officer so we will I, I would like to go to the other the other uh, police station you haven't been there already have you at the office
1: no i have not that's okay. why i'm going with you it's, All the right. same Just
4: place. To, it's scotland yard it's in the same building
0: yeah it's Scotland Yard. It's <laughs> it's in charge of all the detectives in the in London.
4: I guess we're gonna turn around and walk back in the door.
0: <laughs> I was wondering why.
4: Well, yeah, I, I thought it was a different. Uh, they had a diff- Maybe they had a different office or a different building. But if no, they're all in one same building. Building.
0: Okay. All right. So the the this, the, the person at the the front uh, uh, introduces you to Officer. Oops, no, I'm on the wrong page again. I <laughs> to anticipate where you go. We have to find a new way to organize our scenarios so that they make the most sense for the flow of, of things. Uh, officer Marcus Brinslow. Uh, quite a bit different. Looks more like the classic, uh, uh, what you'd expect from a detective. Uh, he's not dressed in a uniform. He's dressed in a suit and tie. He has a uh, uh, hat. He's not wearing it. It's hanging up there. It's a bowler hat. Um, and uh, he's, he's not clean shaven, but he's, uh, he's a little, he, he seems to be like somebody of a little bit higher authority. And he's like, gentlemen, please, please come in. Uh, what can I do for you?
4: Mr. Mr. Brinslow or Officer Brinslow, my name is Felix Matthews. I have a question regarding uh, a case you're working with Mr. Brightman.
0: Yeah. You're you're the the Brightman case. Yes, sir. Uh,
4: He was a member of our, of our esteemed club.
0: The Wentworth club. Yes.
4: The Wentworth club. Yes. And, um, what happened to him has actually caused a, a little bit of concern for us at the club. And we just had a couple of questions. If, if you'd be willing to help us out with that, we, we, we feel that maybe, maybe it was the club connection that, that caused his, uh, that caused him to be targeted for such a heinous crime. And we're, we're a little worried that maybe we're next. Uh,
0: Well, everything would indicate that it's theft. Mm -hmm. That uh, somebody broke into his home. Uh, He was uh, Lord Brightman was murdered in his bedroom, at home. Uh, His uh, servant, uh, Samuel Collins, discovered the body at six a.m. on the fourth of July, nineteen twenty-five. According to the police surgeon, Lord Brightman. and you're not the press. Um, no. He basically asked you all the same questions the other guy did. But um, Lord Brightman was stabbed 37 times in the torso. He had his throat slit from ear to ear, and his hands and feet had been cut off and laid on his chest. Um, The the murder weapon is assumed to be a very sharp knife, about 8 to 10 inches in length. The assailant had proceeded to use the deceased's blood to write a message on a piece of parchment paper, which was shoved into his mouth. What on earth did they write? He says, actually, I can show it to you, sir.
1: Cursed be the plunderer. He cannot avoid discovery. His reward is death. Yes. This makes it sound to me like this is a cult of some kind.
0: We are we are following up those possibilities, that it could be a revenge or something like that sort of death. Um, there were no other signs of entry but the window. Uh, so whoever came through the window... Um, it, it's assumed that they climbed the drain pipe adjacent to the building. Um, uh, there was no other evidence found except the deceased study was entered and items removed. It's believed that one of the items taken was a small stone statue of an Assyrian god named Nabu, which, uh, Mr. Collins verified. Um, Collins uh, makes a statement that uh, he heard absolutely nothing during the night, and had last seen the deceased when he retired for bed at ten p.m. And
4: that—that was the only thing stolen. Is just the single the uh, single stone statue, huh? Yes. Hmm. Well, I truly appreciate you helping and sharing with that, sharing that information with us.
0: Is there anything else I can help you with? And of course, if you find out any more information, please share it with us. Absolutely, we
4: will. Uh, Theophilus, did you have anything else for the detective?
1: No. Not for the detective.
0: (laughs) All right. So you guys finished there. Now the other ones are going to the museum. Okay. Okay. So you arrive right at the British Museum, and uh, how do you proceed?
3: Um, you know, uh, I, uh, I'll. There must be <clears throat> a way to approach administration, and I have uh, Mr. Longpin's card, so I would just like to say. Um, if it is a if it is an uh, opportune, opportune time, I would like to a uh, brief intro, uh, a brief meeting with Mr. Longton.
0: All right. Let me see if I can get a hold of him. Um, you know, occupy your time looking around. Um, after after a few minutes, a uh, uh, fairly short fellow. Uh, looks like he's in his forties. He's balding. Um, he comes out, and he's like uh oh, yes uh i'm
3: uh, Mr longdon uh, what can I do for you it's a pleasure to meet you sir um yes sir. mr Irwin munden uh gave me his card as a means of introduction uh, I,
0: Mr London <laughs>
3: uh we are here because Um, we're members of a certain social club that has uh, suffered a a violent loss recently, and it seems to be, strangely enough, connected to a loss that your museum has suffered in the matter of Mr. Glossop.
0: Ah, Mr. Glossop. We're all quite shocked. I should think so. Mr. Glossop. Mr. Glossop worked for us for many years and uh, did a great job. Um, It's a horrible shame that somebody
3: broke in and uh, murdered him right there. It's, yeah, I I think rather more than a shame. It's a a tragedy or even barbarity. The curious thing is that in addition to Mr. Glossop, we have lost our Mr. Mr. Brightman and... Uh, you're,
0: part, well, you're, you're with the Wentworth Club. Quite. Ah, I see. That explains London. All right. Um, and he sort of looks around and he says, uh, perhaps we shouldn't speak out here where the public can hear us. Um, please, you know, come with me.
3: Yeah. Thank you very much for hospitality.
0: And he uh, he takes you through one of the uh, forbidden doors and uh, walks you back to uh, his office you pass other people who are doing work, you pass security guards who just tip their hat. And uh, you know, please, you sit down. Now in his office, there's quite a few things. Uh, he's obviously a curator, he's obviously working on stuff. There's objects you know, on shelves, and there's things on tables and, that he's working on. Nothing in particular, just looks like in general stuff that you'd find at the museum. He says, so what you, you say there's a connection. What, uh, what sort of uh, information uh, do you have? What, uh, what did you want to discuss? You're mute. Am I mute?
2: Oh, no. No. Uh...
3: I wouldn't want to overplay my hand and say that we had information as such. We have uh, concern and curiosity. Um, the deceased Brightman, uh was attached to an unusual statuette of the Sumerian god Naboo and the and your gossip, of course was working with those materials precisely um, when he was murdered by why can only thugs. Well, or, uh, if if the piece
0: you're referring to that Lord Brightman had, is the one that I'm thinking of. That he had that for quite quite a while. That was never part of the
3: collection of the museum. Um, no, it's not. A, it, it it. But two violent deaths in the span of a few days, both regarding statuettes of an ancient Sumerian deity doesn't seem entirely coincidental.
0: I suppose not. Um, Perhaps we'll get some uh, uh, Scotland Yard in here to to see if we can figure this out. Uh, uh, It's quite intriguing. Um, Mr. Glossop was working on cataloging uh some of the uh, uh pieces that had been recovered from uh the mount mount of Nebuerunis in uh the Nineveh area hmm. but as far as i know those are all pieces that were from uh the 1903 expedition by uh,
3: uh Campbell Thompson mm-hmm. um I've also uh, my impression is um that there you have a, a, a an enormous backlog of uncatalogued material oh,
0: yeah there's there's vast, enormous vaults underneath the uh, the museum filled with stuff like that, but most of it they do make a concerted effort to keep it all all catalogued as soon as it comes in
3: well I, I certainly appreciate the effort the British Museum makes. Um, to catalogue all of the uh, wealth of the empire, culturally and otherwise. Um, but the reason, one of the reasons uh, I, I, I must say that I'm concerned about an association is because the, there was a piece that Breitman had that was unusual in character and that it was a, a figure of Naboo, apparently, but of unusual character, most notably made of gold, uh, and also figuratively unusual. And this is why uh, I am concerned that there is a, a desire to acquire Naboo material. And again, Mr. Brighton was why was murdered. Mr. Glossop was murdered, and they're both connected to Naboo.
0: Well, there was a piece that was missing uh, following uh, Mr. Glossop's death. It was a a bust of the god Naboo. Mm. Uh, However, we don't know for sure that it's actually missing. You see, um, there's a lot of people working here, and pieces get moved, and Uh, placed into storage and or uh, somebody may be studying it and it shows up in a few days back where it was Uh, I mean there's hundreds of employees we can't keep track of everything Uh, even
3: given that though I should think that uh, in a short duration of time two people dying violently
0: it would have been quite a difficult piece to steal it is probably way 150 pounds it was made from stone
3: Uh, the new boo that you lost was very was it what um, can you describe the piece
0: about this big
3: it was a piece of a much
0: larger statue Uh um, uh, obviously that had been damaged
3: in, in over the course of time over the course of time do you have uh any reason to assume either that that would only be stolen or that there was a small number of thieves slash murderers?
0: Well, if they were to steal it, it would have taken at least two people.
2: Would there be any um, sketchings of this bust or rubbings or any type of... Yes, I think so.
0: Um, follow me.
3: Thank you.
0: And he actually takes you to a stairs uh, that leads down. um, And there are, there's a room of records. It's uh, obviously it's like, uh, I'm I'm making this up. So maybe it's filing cabinets filled with records. And he goes through and you can see as he takes you down the stairs that there's a hallway that leads off in this direction with room after room uh, that all have, large numbers on the doors, so they're probably storerooms. Um, seems to go off all off into the distance. Um, and he fiddles through uh, his uh, files, and he says, this is the piece here, and he pulls it out. And there's a, a actually a pretty good sketch. I don't have one, but he has a pretty good sketch of this uh, stone statue. Uh, it's listed as um, uh, uh, na, bust of Nabu uh, discovered at and it gives some Arabic sounding name. Um, uh, no other parts were recoverable, uh, dated appropriately.
2: Now, does it describe the additional wings or no, there is no
0: it?
3: yeah it's a bust and uh, it's because it's so uh, considerable in mass that they know that that's missing little small pieces appear to evaporate well Uh,
0: and and so we hear. he says well to be perfectly honest he says I don't like to think about it but there are lots of little pieces and there are so many of them. And one cannot watch. Obviously, if one knew how to do it, if one was knowledgeable, one could come down here into the storehouses and walk around for hours without encountering anybody. We have mutants crews. We have, you know, there's
3: a... And this is a natural challenge of a vast space
0: it's there's simply no way to you know things are valuable but i mean in 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 reality how valuable are they they're valuable to a collector but they're not particularly valuable they're chunks of most of this this room over here contains a great many uh uh, cuneiform uh, tablets and pieces of tablet and they're almost entirely washing lists and grocery lists and things that have no, no real value at all.
3: Except... 60 sheep for 50 bales exactly, of hay.
2: Exactly,
3: yes. Certainly.
2: Now, uh, when, when as you say, things do wander away, are they ever, do, is there a team that tries to recover them? Like, no, where not would... really. usually,
0: you know, somebody will be, uh, for instance, I'll give you an example. Uh, we have a number of students uh, who are student curators, and they work on the restoration and uh, cleaning of artifacts, and they might come down and take some of those very same tablets we're talking about and practice on them, learn how to clean them, learn how to do stuff, because intrinsically their value is very little. Um, Something like that would go missing, nobody would notice. A day or two later it would be replaced. I mean, our students would certainly put them back exactly where they got them from, but we have people doing that sort of thing all the time. So if something disappears, perhaps perhaps somebody in the the university is writing a paper and they borrow, they're allowed to borrow some artifact and write a paper on it or sketch it and they put it back. This happens constantly. So it would be very difficult to track all of that, but it would also be fairly easy to steal stuff. We hope that doesn't happen
2: now, if an item was stolen, would it wind up on some antiquarian store, or no, I
0: imagine it would end up in one of two places? Well, I imagine it would end up in the hands of a collector ultimately, one way or another um, uh like I say, it has no real value right so it would have to be somebody who wanted something and who would who would steal it if they couldn't get in there themselves to steal something i mean these people who broke in probably thought that they were going after something valuable when in fact that particular bust is an interesting example of that uh, early art but it's not particularly unique or or valuable
3: well, this is quite what concerns us there's a continuity between violence and this ancient deity, representations of this deity Well, because this is not of great, none of the works that, well few of the works that we're discussing are of great value as objects themselves
0: well Nabu was <clears throat> Nabu was one of the more prominent gods in ancient Assyria. Uh, he was a god of wisdom, of knowledge, of, uh, of literature, of writing. Um, wasn't particularly violent. God, although the Assyrians themselves were a fairly violent
3: uh, group of conquerors. Yes, I don't think um, in, a, in a pantheonic situation none of the gods are necessarily described as violent but they're all in competition with other gods locally and Nabu shows up in uh, several biblical areas because it was you know an enemy god either Sumerian or Akkadian yes of course
0: I mean, you're referring now to you know script the the Bible itself, and of course the Bible is not necessarily a historically accurate document but is most definitely a document that is thirty five hundred years old, so there is stuff that's in it
3: that is prominent to that time period i i'm yeah i'm I'm simply suggesting contemporary impressions hmm. well when, when,
0: I i I I'm I'm trying to see if I can find some (sighs) everything would seem to to point that nobody would have expected Archie to be working late that evening they broke in looking for something valuable I would say they had very little knowledge of what was actually here If I were going to break in, I would have gone for something made out of gold or something, uh, you know, we have display cases over here that have uh, Sumerian jewelry in them that would have at least been somewhat valuable instead of taking a large stone head and shoulders.
5: If you don't mind me asking, uh, sir, um, how often do you get the Intruders coming in looking to uh, plunder the uh, the resources of huh. the museum.
0: No, it, it never has. We're all speaking hypothetically here.
5: Well as, as I would assume that there has been incidents before to uh, warrant security measure.
0: There have been, except that well they don't really what can you do about it, you know? there's no way for anybody to find anything. We, we have security, you know. It's, you're not, it's not likely you're going to be able to walk up in the middle of the day and grab something. That, this is simply the nature of a museum. I mean, we do have things that are valuable from a historical point of view, but how much money and how many resources are you willing to spend in order to absolutely secure them, and you still want people to be able to see these things, everything is insured.
5: but, but as, as I said, how, how often do you have incident of of actual theft, not just believe. with with, with a Syrian collection, but just in general with museum? I mean like two or three incidents a year or
0: It's, it's very hard to say because so many of those incidents uh, something is reported not to be where it's supposed to. And a few days later, it shows up. Mm. But know. by and
5: large, it's not the, not a big issue enough to, to... I suppose report. our security
0: people would,
2: would know a better figure. I, I, I really don't know. That figure Fair is. enough. See, now, you said it yourself. The thing that intrigues me is if it was just a common thug that was coming in to steal something, why would they take a 150-pound statue? It it makes no sense. As
0: I say, I'm not absolutely sure that it's missing. It, we might show I, up in one of
2: those warehouses downstairs in a year. Let, <laughs> let's just say hypothetically it was targeted. When there's jewelry that can easily be pocketed, this item itself was targeted.
0: Well, let me let me let me see if this explains it better. Who says? Come with me. So you guys leave that area and you go upstairs. And he walks you over to the Assyrian area, which which is where you were before. So you're in that same area um, with the displays and things like that. And he says, uh, now we think that they came in through this service door over here. And he points to a door. And he says, uh, Mr. Glossop, he sort of looks around he says, Mr. Glossop was found here on the floor. Murdered. And the statue in question, was over here, and he shows there's other pieces of, you know, things like that, and of course the spot where it was has been replaced, and something else has been put there with a sign, and he says, now if you walked in this service store here, you have this jewelry over here, you have pieces of gold over here, and yet they went for that Possibly they were distracted, not expecting Mr. Glossop. Possibly they were afraid they'd be caught, and they simply ran with the first thing that they could grab. I don't, I can't explain it. It seems very odd to me.
2: Now, interesting. I see you have a new exhibit coming up over here.
5: Yes. What can you tell us about new exhibit? Um, it, 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 it 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 has my fascination.
0: Well, I really can't
5: say but
0: uh, it's going to be wonderful
5: new, new new finds new new discovery
0: i'm i'm not allowed to say
5: mm. well i do look forward to seeing it when it is uh on, on display there
0: mm. well you know, gentlemen if you have any other questions
5: I, I actually i do um this mr glossop he is he is Doctor of uh, Archaeology.
0: Uh, he's the assistant curator.
5: Assistant curator. Uh, what is his What is his background?
0: Um, uh, before yeah, he became assistant curator, uh, Assyria and and uh, places like I I don't know if a, a, a assistant curator would have a doctorate. Mm-hmm.
5: So so was he involved with any of uh, the, to your knowledge, any of the uh, the expedition to to retrieve artifacts from. Uh, from uh from uh about there
0: well he was definitely uh catalog- cataloging some of the, we have a number of people that were doing that mm-hmm. um which in itself was fairly odd because uh, the 1903 expedition i i was under the impression that most of that was already
5: catalogued mm-hmm. Well but for for example, was he involved in nineteen oh three expedition personally? Oh no or was he something that no. Okay.
0: Um uh you mean the uh, the Ramsey, no the, the heck is his name? You know, maybe I should memorize his names, yeah. Mm. Um
5: the, the lot, a lot to Reginald more.
0: Reginald Campbell Thompson. Yes, expedition. yes. Um well if you had any questions about that, I'd I'd ask him directly.
5: Mm.
2: Oh, um. Also, real quick, the uh, jumping off the Campbell expedition—that was the last expedition that you had items from the uh, Assyrian collection come in from, or was there an additional shipment of items? Well, you, I, I'd suggest you talk to Mister Campbell
0: himself, Mister Thompson himself.
5: Another, another question was well the people involved in 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 how often do you do private purchase uh, that rather than rather than than uh, excavation in the field how, how often does does museum have private purchase of antiquities uh, more specifically the Assyrian end of things
0: well i'm I'm not sure how to answer that i
5: uh, would, there, would there be someone in the acquisition department that, that might be able well, to...
0: The British answer? Museum has funded many digs. Uh, I don't know of any private uh, collections. I imagine that uh, uh, recently Lord Brightman has passed away and, and he had a number of things in his collection. You mentioned uh, you mentioned a statue of uh, Naboo. I imagine his collection will probably come to the museum. I don't know what his will says. But as far as purchasing acquisitions, I'm sure the British Museum does that in some cases. Uh, I don't know who would have Assyrian artifacts other than the British Museum. Um, I don't know if that's an accurate. This is a GM I don't know if that's an accurate answer, but you asked a question
5: that. Well, what Vadim's trying to trying to get get uh, ask the guy is if you know, uh, the British Museum itself in acquisitions rather than just taking items in the in the field actually goes to sources that say, "Hey, look, I got uh, this this and this uh, artifacts that were found by these Bedouins and stuff, and they sold it to." They sold it to me, uh, I have them available. Would you be interested for your collections or, uh, for a, a well, great price?
0: Then a more accurate thing, yeah, I'm sure there would be some of that sort of thing that would go on occasionally, especially if it was from a reputable individual. Uh, most likely what you're going to have is people who are very wealthy donating collections that they've acquired. Perhaps they will even go out of their way to acquire something at an auction that, uh, that's very valuable in order to return it to a museum or put it in some place where it would be okay. taken care of and safe. Uh, probably have that with uh, papyri and uh, things like that that are ancient Egyptian because a lot of that was ransacked and stolen. Yes, there would be some, some things like that going on. Um, not my department.
5: <laughs> no problem. Uh, so acquisitions would be the people to talk to about that. Yes. hmm
0: Okay. Um, if, uh, uh, as far as the information on uh, uh, the Campbell Thompson uh, uh, expeditions, uh you could probably make an appointment to see him he has an office here he's not he's not always there because
2: he sometimes is doing things i yeah. think we should definitely make an appointment even if it's not for today but i would like to speak with him at some point
5: i agree he he seems to might be the person we really need to talk with in this case
2: He might even be able to shed a little knowledge on... This is just when we're talking, not in front of... Yeah. Um, he might even be able to shed a little knowledge on the uh, the gold item. You know, what it, its significance, or if he had seen something similar to that before.
0: Um, one last
2: thing, I guess. Uh,
0: perhaps our, our head of security, Mr. Yates... Um would have a list of items that might be missing
2: from the museum. I'm only aware of the bust. yeah, I mean that would be great if you can introduce us to Mr. Yates. Well, let's see if we can find him. so you guys walk around you eventually
0: find him Mr. Yates um, rather severe looking man um in fact, All of you do a spot hidden.
2: 28 out of 45. Regular.
5: Extreme at four.
0: Okay. Um, You're pretty sure that's the guy that escorted Felix out of the uh, hallway. Um. Uh, yes. What can I do for you?
2: How you doing? Um, we're uh, members of the Wentworth Club, and um, your uh, your boss said we could. Uh, well, your colleague said maybe we could speak to you about um, lists of items that have possibly gone missing.
0: Oh, you're talking about the. Statue. Correct. Um, let's see. In,
5: in part, but um speaking with your colleague and uh, um there I am I am I am Vadim Gamatov, sir. I am, I am of the Wentworth Club as well. And uh I I've been I'm just curious with the these apparent theft there. Um your colleague couldn't really answer in, in Suggested that I ask you in that. Uh, how often do you have trouble with uh, thieves trying to come into the museum and steal? Things? Well,
0: not very often there Things do go missing. He tells you the same thing the other guy did um, However, there are some pieces that are, are rather valuable. There's been uh, There's been uh, a number of things here. Let me give you a list
5: Thank you very much
0: Um, yes, I think that's that's in order for what's recently disappeared. Um, what do you want to read that? David?
3: Sure. On the letterhead, the British Museum, eighth July, taken at time of incident, the Syrian bust of Naboo large approximately 25 pounds. Well, let's say, I said 150 pounds, let's say it's 150 pounds. (laughs) Assyrian Abu, large, approximately 150 pounds. Catalogue number prior to 8th July, various items stolen from Assyrian collection public gallery. Various Assyrian items of small to medium size taken from public displays. Item 1. Two marble figurines, catalog numbers. Also, cat's eye opal, dark amber ovoid, ovoid, seven inches wide, catalog number. Also, from officers of curators, from old offices. Statuette. What did I say?
0: Uh, offices,
3: from the offices of the curators. From offices of curators, gold statuette, Nabu ascendant, catalog number. Do you want better numbers than that?
5: Very interesting there.
0: Yes, I think all of those things have
2: gone gone missing in the last. Two months. That uh, gold statue that doesn't have a date that it went missing. That would be within the last two months.
0: Um, I think that it was reported missing. Uh, uh, actually, only a few days ago. Prior prior to uh, Mr. Glossop's death.
3: Are you? Do you know the piece?
0: Uh it's got a catalog number.
5: Is is there a way we can reference it like uh photographs and or uh or uh sketches?
0: Um yes, I, I believe so. Uh and he turns to the filing cabinet behind him and doesn't go downstairs to find the other filing cabinet. And, uh opens it up and pulls out what looks like once again a, a, a rough sketch. Um and a description, and it is the statue I have in year.
3: It's four wings, bent a, a figure. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, Tom, can I do a cult roll on the uh, on those? Um, I guess cat's eye. Um, what was it? Those the, the like opal. cat's opals. eye opal, cat's eye opal, and stuff. If it if it has a correlation with something in in regards to rituals,
2: stones
5: um, and rituals and such sure um extreme dot 8
0: um yeah in, in occult knowledge uh, all all kinds of stones and crystals and things have some significance so
5: okay so but but this particular stone this particular stuff nothing pops into memory no okay
0: i don't know maybe in uh Egyptian lore or I don't I honestly don't know anything about crystals or and maybe I don't, know, a, I don't know what a cat's eye opal is but I don't know what uh I don't know what they mean
5: <laughs> well on a player note there was a time when I could I could probably do a, do something like that but knowledge has been lost <laughs> right.
0: and and uh, the figurines—it's not clear as to what they were figurines of.
5: Well, um, is there there a way we could look into that? Yeah, I'll ask. I'll ask the um, uh, surgery. Do you have a reference on these figurines too?
0: Yeah, he shows them to you. It doesn't. It, it, no, it's you're asking me questions that aren't really part of the story, so I, I don't
5: know. All right, no problem. <laughs> okay, so just random figurines, nothing with Naboo or anything. Right. Okay.
0: Uh, actually, as an aside, uh, out out of the game for a moment, I could make up a whole bunch of stuff, except that it's just going to have you going in all these directions that are made up. Fair enough. Or will they? <laughs> um. All right, so what else? Uh, You want to make an appointment?
2: Yes, for Campbell. Okay. Dr. Uh, Campbell?
0: uh, Reginald Campbell Thomas Thompson. Reginald Campbell Thompson. And it's important because he's a real person. Um is a very busy man. Uh, he can see you in a couple days, you know, around 10 a.m., but he's extremely busy all the time. And with that, anything else that you want to do? You've made friends with Longdon, so you can always ask him more questions later. Okay, good. And he's felt comfortable enough with you to actually take you into the back and show you things. So, um, so at some point you guys will probably meet back up
3: uh, at the Wentworth Club. Yeah, we must uh, aggregate what we've learned over the day. It's
5: bad tea time.
3: Uh, so it is. I, uh, well, I think we've had, um, on our side at least, we've had a fairly useful and interesting day. How's yours gone? Pretty good. Tell me more. Well, succinctly,
1: we know that the statue was stolen from Albright, so we're pretty really? good on that.
3: Oh, and, that's quite notable and its in right?
1: And, well, he was... We I explained to him the graphic details of his demise.
2: Wow. I Again, believe, can
1: I... I believe it is uh, some form of cult of Naboo, because he was killed in a ritualistic way, and the items that they're stealing obviously is something that the cult people have plans for. That's just a guess.
3: But what you are saying, not guessing, is that the figurine that is in my home was stolen and by a group of organized somebody's, right? not. Obviously not for resale. That's in its own right quite concerning. And, and that also suggests that Brightman's death was part of a larger conspiracy, should we say? That's conspiracy. what I would
1: think. Perhaps it's time for us to talk to what's her name? Neve? Yes,
5: Neve.
3: Well, I think Nivy's, I, I would like to speak to D V again. I think we have a way to reach her. I I'm, I'm hoping that Thier is going to be back at the club soon and we can ask him where Nivy's been sequestered. So, that's alarming. Uh, any other news?
0: Do uh, an idea roll.
5: Quite
1: good.
5: Six. Oh no, no dice. Hard no success. Dice. Regular success.
0: Regular dice. success and dice. <laughs> uh, Reginald, you said a hard success. Okay. Um, you do have Navy's address.
3: Where she was staying. Well, although she was uh, she was fleeing, but yeah. Right. But she was clean. staying with friends. Yeah, right. Um, in a place that I would send a telegram or phone or visit
1: well, I think we should visit if all possible
5: yeah okay so, it sounds like um, there's like society, cult society there that's uh, protectors of uh, Naboo that's which, uh, what
1: I'm thinking.
5: And uh, I, it doesn't surprise me that they, they take retaliation on on individuals who, uh, who, who, who desecrate their, their, their charge, as it were.
1: Well, see, we found out that Albright had a note stuffed down his throat.
5: A note in the throat?
0: Yeah. You mean Lord Brightman.
1: Sorry. Sorry, Brightman. and um, it,
3: you know, There was a note in the throat.
1: Yes, in the mouth.
3: And and do you know what it said? And
1: it alluded to him being a plunderer, and that um, oh, death is the payment for that.
5: Well, there you go, as they say. So these
3: are natives. These are, but this not Boo has not been worshipped for two thousand years.
5: Yeah, but it's not unheard of that uh, that you have followers in the modern era of, uh, of this with young know, I mean, spiritualism and stuff. I mean, you have, you have people who, fo- who follow any deity um, for, for one reason or another, but I would not see why offhand uh, uh, followers of Nebu would, 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 would resort to murder. But if it's like more um, indigenous cult they had these charge to protect uh, artifacts and stuff in homeland, uh, they might, they might re, you know, again, you know, uh, uh, retaliation against a desecrator.
2: Well, now that you say what was in the note, that leads me to have a fear for, um, for Campbell. Maybe he would, might be the next target. It could be. I think we should try Question. and...
5: Question.
1: When was the robbery at the museum? What was the date of the robbery at the museum?
0: It's July
2: 8th.
1: And what is the, what is the, the day that uh, Albright was murdered, Brightman? J- July 4th. Because apparently the statue came from the museum, came to him and then somebody killed him. But then, why did Nevy end up with the statue?
0: No, you're getting it confused. Lord Brightman had a stone statue, uh, some sort of twisted form of Naboo that people found disturbing. Nevy was friends with uh, Glossop, who admits to have taking, taken the statue from the curator's office given it to Naboo to see if she could figure out. Given it to Nevy. Whether it was, uh, yeah, because Nevy is actually an archeology span student as well. And she took it to the antiques dealer in Sweet Relics to see if he knew what it was because she and Glossop suspected that Campbell, that uh, Council Thompson had been working on another dig more modern than the 1903 or uh, 1909 one. Right.
2: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, two statues. H- Howard Brightman was murdered on July 4th. I correct. That's correct. And the Archie Glassup was the eighth. The eighth. And what's today's date? Tenth or eleventh? I think. Of uh, the uh, the dinner it was July ninth uh, when we started Thursday the ninth of July yeah so today it's been two days yes I cut um, me off if i if this doesn't been, mean anything it's been two nights because well. Reginald
0: has had the statue now twice, two nights, right?
2: Well, yes. I have had the statue for two nights. So we got the 4th, the 8th. I would like to talk with Campbell before the 12th, if I might be reaching, but...
0: Well, you have an appointment in a couple of days.
2: I don't know if it's a pattern, but it, you know, it's the start of a pattern of something else happens in two days.
5: But there's also other people on expeditions and stuff. Campbell might not be involved.
2: Campbell was at Nineveh.
5: Just because he's at Nineveh doesn't mean that he actually was, was behind desecration of well, specific Naboo. Um, if,
2: correct. Eddie. Correct. But if the note said plunders, uh, cannot avoid discovery and uh, or do I, I have that wrong Cyrus do a uh, um do an idea role uh it's not good i'm not the brightest, sharpest tool in the shed oh 39 i got it okay
0: uh, it was the 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 Reginald Campbell Thompson he was the the main person Leonard King was another person on that dig? you already know he's dead he died okay so that's three
2: people but there were other people involved in that dig as well right so leonard king is dead howard brightman is dead um is there a way we can get the list of the whole expedition or we'd have to get that from reginald campbell I think we need to get a list of everyone that was involved in that dig and find out who was alive and who was dead.
1: And find out how King died.
2: Right.
5: Agreed.
3: Well, you did find out how King died. died King died of a heart attack, I believe. Oh. Um, But not everyone's going to die by having their throat slit. Some people are just going to die conveniently.
2: yeah but hmm, i don't know it's something to look into
3: I uh, uh i can assure you that um I'm quite interested in causes of recent deaths of possessors of artifacts of naboo
2: which is leads us back to we need to go to the bank
3: yeah i think i think i should I mean,
2: after home, I must. What time of the day is it? Why don't we just do this right now? It's a pretty good question. I assume that the two
3: conversations—the the 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 Scotlander conversation and the museum conversation—only took a couple of hours each. (laughs) Yeah, we'll say like it's right about noon. Is that fair? Yeah. So let's. uh, I I think that at this time, in England, banks closed at noon until
2: yeah. 1 or 2. Yeah, they took the hour lunch, but then they I think they closed at 3 or 4 for good for the day. All right. So you we might... 10 to 4. I think it would be 10 to 4 an hour lunch break in between. Maybe. or Around um, that. Yeah.
0: We'll just say that it's whenever you want to go there. Let's say 1 o'clock you're going to go to the bank. That's where the that expression banker's hours comes from. And why don't we go ahead and skip through that and just say that you you you're going to take the statue to the bank. You acquire a, um, a, a box document. and a key, box and a key, and you carefully put the statue into a box. What do you do with the statue? Do You just lay it in the box, or do you keep it standing upright?
3: Or, oh, uh, it came in red. It came in a red velvet, right? Yeah, she had it wrapped in yeah red velvet. Uh, I I think I'm taking it to the bank in a box around the original red velvet and it's going to stay horizontal and go into a box Um, and I'm going to take two keys away and give one to Cyrus for safekeeping because life is (laughs) uncertain. That's, that's the plan. And um,
0: who handles the statue? Is it just you,
3: Reginald? Or? I don't think anyone else has touched it. I mean, no one in my household staff has touched it. I've kept it in the velvet uh, in my home safe and taking it out. Yeah, I don't think anyone else has kept it.
0: Okay. All right, so you, you secure that into the bank and... I'll, before we end, what, what are you guys planning on doing next?
2: Well, um, I, for I'd me, say... I, put, I put the key around my neck on a strong leather thong and okay. make sure it's secure. And then I read my newspapers looking for any kind of strange. Okay. I,
0: well, Andrew, I... What are you going to do? So oh when we come back for the next game, we know what we're we're about to do.
5: Try, definitely agree with uh well yeah out, out of character, I agree uh Nevy you know, with the uh the apples there, go look for Nevy. And uh, talk with her.
2: I would also like to hit up some antique dealers and just see if anybody are at, even if I have to drop some money, find out if people are looking for specific kind of items? Are they looking for Assyrian stuff? Are they, you know, have people been in asking for Assyrian artifacts? Just to get a feel do like a street level investigation Right, and also, I you know, I may
3: or may not get a response to my newspaper advertisement uh, and those of us who have not been to
2: Sweet Relics might have a, a look-see. I would also like to get uh go to a clipping house and ask them to pull up any information that they can find on the Campbell Expedition um, and the names of the, the people that we do know, how they died, anything from any. Um...
0: Thank you so much, Cyrus. Just clipping House nobody, so good.
3: Nobody ever remembers the Clipping House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Well, they don't... Yeah. The Internet of 19, 1894 is forgotten. Yeah. Clipping House. All right, well, gentlemen, let's let's call it quits
0: there. And uh, we will pick this up again. Oh, actually, well, I'll, I'll say that afterwards. All right. Our players included Jason Melnichok, John Byron. Ford Fitch, Jerry Bryant, and David Gasway with yours truly as Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listening experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with our show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. <clears throat> like share and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments we really enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have this is tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of hp lovecraft and the call of Cthulhu role-playing game until next time good luck and good gaming